Hello and welcome back to Getaway Day. As always, I am Mason. He is Gautham. And we are here with a uh, mini-sode. So uh, we had a couple teams that we didn't feel like we did enough justice uh, in the previews or their team changed entirely and has changed the outlook. So we wanted to take a moment to kind of update on those teams. So we're going to start out with the Boston Red Sox. And before we get into it, if you enjoy our podcast or these mini-sodes, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting app or YouTube to make sure you don't miss any future episodes or updates. Um, Let us know your thoughts in the YouTube comments or by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or uh, reaching out to us directly on Facebook and Twitter at Getaway Day Pod. Um, So the Boston Red Sox, uh, this is a team that we admittedly just didn't really cover all that much. We talked about Trevor Story and his big contract. Um, But really outside of that, like, we didn't do it a whole lot of justice. So um, the Boston Red Sox did bring in some guys this year um, outside of Trevor story. They actually traded back for Jackie Bradley jr. Who uh, I believe they had traded away uh, to Milwaukee last year. He was a free agent. He signed with Milwaukee last year. Okay. So he signed with Milwaukee and now they trade back for him. Interesting move. Um, So, They gave up Hunter Renfro uh, and got JBJ and two prospects. Um, What do you what do you think of that move? Um, It's an interesting move. Obviously, Bradley had a lot of up and down success when he was on the Red Sox before, including 2020, which was kind of like his best season ever. Then he went out and got the two year contract with the Brewers. That didn't work out for him at all. He was one of the worst hitters in the majors last year with the Brewers. So maybe getting back with the Red Sox could help him. And then we, we know he's a great defender, so that's going to help um, no matter if he's a great hitter or not because this lineup can kind of cover for, for having a, a weak, kind of a weak spot. Yeah, now if he's as bad as last year, uh, which he slashed a 163, 236, 261 for a 34 OPS plus, that is pitcher level. Yeah, it really is. It's ridiculous. And we don't let them hit anymore. <laughs> so can Boston have two DHs? It's it would be hard to see him doing that badly again, right? Like Yeah, it, it really would. Um it, a 163 for a major league hitter is a fluke if you're a position player. Like there's there's no major league player who's that bad. Like, and if you are, then you're not a major league player for very long. Correct. You're at best a quadruple A guy that's bound, that can't find a home because he's too good for AAA, too bad for the MLB. <laughs> cough, cough, Lewis Brinson. Cough, cough, Monty Harrison. <laughs> he not even got um, a shot at the major league level, but that's fair. That's a different story. Um, but then a lot of the work that um. Boston has done this year in uh, kind of revamping their team is in the pitching staff. So they added Rich Hill, uh, Dick Mountain, uh, and Michael Waka. Um, they'll uh, hopefully get James Paxton back later in the year. He had Tommy John last year, I believe, right? Yep. He had Tommy John. Um, he signed a pretty interesting contract where um, he's kind of got a low base salary for this season. If he pitches well, the Red Sox can pick up. Uh, an option for the next two years. And if not, then he's got a player option for a lower amount of money. So 
it's it's a deal that could work out for both sides. We know that Paxton, when he's healthy, he's really good. It's just a question of him staying on the field. So maybe later in the season, we'll see if he can contribute to this rotation. There's definitely the role, like opportunity for him to do so. Yeah. Um, and then on the bullpen side, they brought in Jake Diekman, Matt Strom, uh, and uh, Derek Holland. So um, they're definitely adding some good pieces in there. Derek Holland not being one of them. Um, big Matt Strom guy. Uh, Matt Strom is also in the baseball card community. Uh, he does uh, Strom Stadium polls, and he'll go and like rip packs at every stadium that he plays in. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, but no, so uh, the Boston did quite a bit of work to uh, bolster their bullpen who uh, that for the last couple of years has been pretty lackluster at best. Um, and then the, the rotation has definitely got some inning eaters there, I guess, and Waka and Rich Hill. Um, Rich Hill's really good when he's healthy. That's kind of his thing. Michael Waka has not been the same guy he was in his early years with the Cardinals, but we'll see. Um, but in this rotation though, uh, they do have one guy who stands out to me as a guy that people need to be watching. And that is Tanner Houck. Um, Tanner Houck is, uh, a 20, how old is he? 25 years old. And he's basically the right-handed Chris sale. Um, which is convenient because Chris Sale is out with, uh, I think, a broken rib, right? Yeah, he's got a rib injury, and it's kind of unclear when he's going to be returning, so they need someone to step up. Yeah, and um, Tanner Houck last year uh, put up a 352 ERA uh, with a uh, 258 uh, FIP in 69 innings. So he didn't really get a whole lot of innings. He was mostly out of the bullpen, I think. Yeah. Uh, he he did start 13 games. I guess he only played five out of the bullpen. Um, but they definitely but, babied him. They kind of had him going shorter starts and just not yeah, a full shorter starts. Load. They started him in the in triple A um, where he got six starts there. Uh, but he is awesome. He's got a 30 percent K rate, only a 7 percent walk rate. Um, his uh, his BABIP was not too insane. Like he's just, he was effective and he was like legit. So seeing a full season of Tanner Houck is going to be really fun. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. This guy, uh, brings something that he, he pretty much has the highest upside of anyone in this rotation, including a guy like Nate Evaldi other than Chris sale. So, um, for a little example of how much I like this guy, um, I was totaling up the players that I've drafted the most in fantasy this season. And Tanner Houck is very near the top of the list. He's on almost 50% of my teams. And how many teams is that? Uh, eight. He's on eight or you have eight? Uh, I have eight teams. He's he's on like four of them or five okay. or something. Yeah. I was going to say, are you... Uh... Uh, what's his name? The, the dude that's in our league that has like 60 teams. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess who's your, who's your guy to watch? Um, my guy to watch 
I know you had mentioned him as well uh, before, Bobby Dahlbeck. Um, kind of going to hit in the bottom of the lineup. But this guy has massive power. Um, he caught his strikeout rate and started uh, making a lot more contact in the second half of last season. S- still didn't lose any of that power. So they're not really counting on him to, to necessarily be like 275 hitter or anything like that. They just need him to sit in the bottom of the lineup and drive guys in with his uh, home runs. And I think he's going to do that this year. Yeah, I, I really like Dahlbeck this year, too. Um, I do have a, a comp for him that I kind of came up the, with this morning that I'm not like terribly thrilled with, but it's a pretty fair comp, I think. Uh, I think he's he's a lot like Joey Gallo. Um, like Even with him cutting his strikeout rate, he's still kind of around that 30% K rate, which is pretty high. Um, he's got massive amounts of power. Uh, his OBP is in the low to mid 300s, so somewhere between 310 and 350. Uh, for his OBP last year, and that's kind of where Joey Gallo tends to sit. Joey Gallo is um, an on-base god, though. That's the difference. Yeah, well, so Joey Gallo walks about two and a half times as much as Bobby yeah. Dahlbeck. Bobby Dahlbeck just has an average that's about 30 points higher than Joey Gallo. So yeah. it's it's one of those, do you, you want your guy here? to get on base by getting base hits, or do you want him to walk? And that's kind of the only difference offensively between the two in my eyes. I like it, yeah. Definitely the the power is comparable for sure. Yeah. Uh so you got anything else that we need to cover on the Boston Red Sox? Just that they should put up a ton of runs. I think we've talked about that a little bit before, but if the pitching staff can kind of hold up with the additions that they made in Waka and Hill, and then if Hauk takes the next step then they should definitely be competitive. Getting Chris Sale back is going to be key, I think. They can't go anywhere if he's not part of the rotation. Yeah, that's that's going to be huge because Chris Sale is dominant when he's on the field. He still has um, that elite stuff. He gets he pretty much strikes everyone out. He's just not been healthy for the last, what, Two, four years? years? Yeah. Yeah. Which is really sad to say because that guy is amazing. So uh, I think that is it for our update on the Boston Red Sox. Make sure to uh, uh, be subscribed on uh, Spotify or um, Apple or YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts uh, to make sure you don't miss any more minisodes. Um, If you guys like the minisodes, we'll keep doing more. Um, So let us know your thoughts on the Boston Red Sox on Facebook or Twitter at Getaway Day Pod or uh, joining our Discord server. And uh, yelling at us there and tell us how we're uh, ratchety old men that don't like the youngins. Stuff like that. Uh, So thank you very much, and we will catch you next time.